Creative Tax Podcast with Mike Brennan. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Creative Chats. It's the podcast for artists, makers, and content creators where we talk about creativity, the creative process, and story. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. You can connect with me over on Instagram, I'm at MikeBone, or on my website, which is MikeBrennan.me. Hey, I'd love for you to stop by DailyCreativeHabit.com. I've created several resources with you in mind as a creative person. First, there's a link to our free private Facebook group called Daily Creative Habit. It is filled with creatives of all types who have raised their hands to say, I want to show up more consistently for my creativity and craft. And so if that's you, we would love to see you as part of this group. There's also a link to receive our free Daily Creative Habit email newsletter. This goes out twice a week and is filled with resources and inspiration and daily prompts for you as a creative person to make sure that you keep showing up every single day for your creativity. And lastly, there's a link out to the new Daily Creative Habit Guided Creativity Journal. And this is something that I'm really excited about because it's a 90-day journey that you can go on that guides you to plan and show up for your creativity and help you track and help you measure and figure out exactly what it is that you want to do and how you want to do it. This is available right now through Amazon.com. Hey, so this episode of Creative Chats is going to be different. Uh, I'm going to share with you a conversation I had with my friend Terry Weaver, who you know he's been on this podcast before, and I talk about him all the time because I'm in his mastermind and also a part of the event that he hosts called The Thing. I speak and sketch there uh, all the time, and so we had a conversation back in the beginning of the year and there was a mastermind that took place in jamaica and we had a really great conversation we recorded it for his podcast making elephants fly but we're shifting some things because we're going to record some new content for his podcast and uh, stay tuned for details on that it's going to be really insightful and uh, a fun episode that we share but we didn't want this conversation to go to waste. So we talked about hosting it here on this show. And so we're kind of turning the tables a little bit. I am the guest and Terry is the host of this episode. And we talk uh, a lot about um, just some things that are happening with creativity and some shifting that has been going on with me in this past year. And um, I think that you will find it very um, insightful. And again, as always, apply it to wherever you are in your creative journey. And also just a note that The Thing is also upcoming again this November. So November 2023 in Orlando, Florida. Go to thething.live and you can find out some information there as far as cost of tickets and the exact dates. And I really want to encourage you to check that out because it's a wonderful community. Uh, Some of my closest friends have come out of this community and this conference. And uh, it's a place where we continue to work on things, refine what we're working on, help each other out, and um, truly a life-changing experience to be a part of this community. And I want to invite you to be a part of that. Uh, If you use the, the code CREATIVE, in checking out, you will also receive a discount. So um, stay tuned for more on that. And without further ado, here is my, uh, well, not the creative chat, but a chat with Terry Weaver. And again, his his podcast is Making Elephants Fly. And I encourage you to check out that podcast as well. Well, as you've heard, my name is Terry Weaver, and you really are listening to another episode of the Making Elephants Fly podcast. And today, we're live from the Jamaica Mastermind with our buddy Mike Brennan. You guys have heard Mike. He's here now. We're not doing the long introduction. Yeah. We've just got done spending a week together here in uh, Jamaica, Mon. It's been a good week. It has been. It has been. Been a lot of fun collaborating and, uh, you know, working a little, playing a little, eating a lot. A lot, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, one of the weird things when you go stay at an all-inclusive res- resort, it's like, you know, what I'd like, I'd like just a random box of cereal for later today mm-hmm. because I can't exactly because I don't have like tiny boxes of cereal in my house, <laughs> which maybe I should change. True. 
Uh, Mike, what are you up to right now, man? Right now, man, I am enjoying where we've been here. Uh, the blue waters, the scenery has been very inspiring as well as the conversation. And so, um, man, it's, it's been good. It's been good to just take a moment, a pause mm. and to work on some stuff, think about some stuff outside of the usual routine and environments. Um, and you know, I mean, we talk about creativity all the time. That's, that's my thing. And, and to have a place to be able to go like this to inspire and to think about what are the things that that we need to be creating in our lives even if that means like rhythms and just the things that don't necessarily show up in business but that affect who we are as people um because a lot of times we can be so go 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 so this has been a great time to just work on business stuff but also to enjoy and to process and to be inspired so um that that's timely as far as what i'm working on <laughs> yeah well and that's and that's sort of why we're all here right we all mm -hmm. came to collaborate to work together yeah to mastermind and come up with ideas and like i feel like this may be a weird conversation because we sort of we sort of threw dynamite on some of the foundation of your business in a good way right like um, you know, part of change and part of like getting better is getting a little uncomfortable and letting people who see your business from a 30,000 foot view and they can look at it and go, man, what do you, what do we need to add? What do we need to change? How can we actually make this work? Yeah. You know, and not just like fluff, but like, what do we need to do to, to make the changes that are going to make this a long-term success for you and make this a win? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, so good news if people are like, man, I wish I was in, I'm having major FOMO listening to this podcast. I wish I was there next year in 2024. We will be on the cruise. Mm -hmm. We're doing the Mastermind at Sea, February 3rd of 2024 out of Fort Lauderdale. We're going on the Odyssey of the Seas. Nice. And we're going to the a Perfect Day Coco Cay and uh, Aruba and Curacao. So Curacao just sounds like some place the love boat goes. So I'm pretty excited <laughs> about that. I feel like that's the only, only two things I know about that is the love boat stopped there and the blue drinks are all from there. Mm. The blue car, you know, okay. so like, I feel like maybe we'll have to go there, but, but we've got some, we'll, while we're at sea, we'll literally mastermind at sea on some of those days. Cause, cause some people love, you either love sea days or you hate them. Right. So we have, we'll have a private room on the boat to hang out and collaborate and then the boat has a wonderful adult only area that's got a heated pool. One thing this resort did not have, <laughs> which we're, we're kind of, you know, we're in paradise and we're like, you know, I mm -hmm. wish the pool was heated, <laughs> you know, like it's 85, nice breeze, but we still, we still find things. So if you'd like to join us, um, uh, go to mastermindedc.com and apply to be with, be with us next year. Yeah. And, um, Mike, man, you've been a part of the thing community almost since the beginning. You kind of came as an attendee the first year and said, man, can I sit in the back of the room and just sketch? Mm -hmm. And like, you kind of were, you know, you were unsure. You showed up kind of stuck. Um, you weren't really sure what was next, but you knew where you were, wasn't where you wanted to stay. Yeah. And what's interesting is how that cycle repeats itself in our lives. And because in some ways you're kind of there in a different way now. Yeah. Well, there's, there's always iterations, I think, of yourself and the work that you're doing, how you're showing up, because you're learning things. Nothing is static, right? You don't just get to a certain level and then say, that's it. Now I'm done. I've arrived. There's the sense of, you know, I, I'm, I'm processing what's happening in my life personally. And as I'm, you know, getting older and, and there's life just looks different. And so that's happening as well as growing and acquiring different skills and being around different influences and in circles like this, where you have people pushing you and challenging you to think differently. So all that contributes, I think, to the next iterations of things. And so um, I was having this conversation actually on my podcast with somebody recently, and we were talking about how she has these moments in her life where she can look back over different decades and she identified as different roles, right? She was a photographer and she was a barista and she was all these different things. And a lot of that stuff was figuring out some things that gave her a place for self-discovery and also building skill sets that are actually now serving her. And so she can look back and see how those things at the time, it seemed like, well, I guess this is it. This is the thing that I'm doing. This is who I am. This is my identity kind of around the things that I do. And yet 
that was only a pass through and it was leading to something larger that she was acquiring those skills and becoming the person she needed to become to step into the things she's doing today. So I think I really resonate with that type of journey as well because I feel like that's so true to myself, um, not only creatively, but just in life as I've moved through different seasons and had these experiences. You think about it, like we, we were even talking at breakfast about like our phones. Mm-hmm. Like we upgrade those once a year. Yeah. You know, at, at best twice every other year. And so why wouldn't we evaluate our life in business that way to go, you know, oh, you know, we could be a better camera now, you know, like we could, we could add, you know, I think it's really easy to, to get stuck in ruts and to allow yourself just to kind of settle and sit back. And there's nothing wrong with that for a season. Like we all need like most January's, which is interesting how this kind of, you know, we're, we're here in February and most January's I kind of do that. Like I've kind of reassessed. But I try to not, like, everybody else is trying to go into Janu- January, like, uh, you know, new year, new me, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm just like, man, I kind of want to coast. I want to, like, reboot a little bit. I want to, like, contemplate. I want to reflect. Because I normally, we normally kind of sort of take the holidays off because my, my wife has to work over those weeks. So we, you know, we take Christmas Day off, of course. But, you know, we, we use that time to kind of, I use that time to kind of ease into it and, Obviously, I, I end up doing a lot of like busy work. It's when we confirm all the dates for all the events. It's when we working we were working on this event and planning obviously the next one because that's that's sort of the hard thing as a leader that at the same time you're trying to be very present mm-hmm. in what's happening now. You know that you have to be thinking about next, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a hard practice um, to embrace because you really we my wife and I had a conversation last night. I talked about this a lot that it's like. You know, I very much, my mind is already on what we're doing next, but I want to very much sit and enjoy it. And, yeah. um, cause you know, you know, we're even thinking this is our next to last day. And I'm like, oh, we got to record some content and go stand in front of the ocean, do a bunch of, you know, short form videos around, Hey, come join me at the mastermind at sea, mm-hmm. mastermind at com. You know, like you have to be thinking future based, but you also have to be thinking, man, I want to be here. I want to be with these people. Mm-hmm. This is a moment. We had an amazing like bonfire in the beach and s'mores and I just have that, you know, I have a playlist of that, that time, you know, these are the moments, the moments you live for came on. And I was like, man, these really are. Yeah. These are the moments that we get to like, you want to, you want to, you want to sit as they were kind of packed, started to pack it up. It's like, man, I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to stay here until they started mm-hmm. like rolling up the beach and yeah. kicking us off. Well, the, the, there's something about being a creative person that you, you know, any, anybody who's creating anything, yeah. there's always this sense of pushing towards the next, like you were saying. And I've been really challenging myself, especially over this past year, of don't be so quick for the next, stay in the now. Because it's in the now that I can practice celebrating, which honestly I need to practice because it's so easy to forget where you've been and what you've done and always be pushing towards what's not yet done. And, you know, we know there's always things that can be done. There's a never ending list and we're always adding to that. And so that can contribute to burnout first off. And second of all, if we don't learn to celebrate, we won't really measure where we've been and where we are and also just have a moment to like exhale and actually enjoy what's before us right now. Yes. You know, we can miss the people, the, the, the moment where we're like, you know, this time this week I was looking around at certain points and I was like actually taking mental snapshots. I was like, this is a moment that I'm in right now that like in my mind, I'm almost like doing the camera click because I want to save this moment in my memory to go, this was a good moment. I don't mm. want to go past it too too quickly, and uh, mm. I want to savor it a little bit more. So, um, practicing those things, I think, is a, is an important thing. Yeah, I think savoring is a lost art. Mm-hmm. You know, you take a sip of something, and it's just like, oh wow, you know, or you you eat something that reminds you of your childhood, or you you go a place and it reminds you of an experience that you had before because you you took the picture then, mm-hmm. right? And so, I think we right. definitely need to learn to do that. One of the things, you know, we, we kind of did as our group is do just and celebrated you and like all that you've accomplished, you know, cause you know, you, 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 when you, when you and I first met, you, you know, life, life was not sunshine and roses, you know, and obviously it's probably still not right now cause you're rebuilding and re you're, you know, you're the Phoenix rising from the ashes right now. And you're, you're, you know, you're, you're reforming and recreating and evolving and 
you know, it's been super cool, dude, just to watch you. I mean, you've been on the show a ton. Mm-hmm. I think McNair is probably the only person that's been on this. <laughs> Our buddy McNair. And, um, you know, you've definitely evolved and you've definitely taken a ton of action. Um, and what's what's different about the action that you've been taking lately? It's for you. Mm-hmm. It's for your vision. And it's not stuff that you've just like done with. You've just done because you thought you needed to do it. You've mm-hmm. done with intention. Yeah. Um, you've just released the Daily Creative Habit uh, Journal. So tell us kind of mm-hmm. about that. I know that's on Amazon. Yeah. We should send people to go get that. Yes. Uh, that came out of my own journey of showing up every single day and, and doing some creative act. For me, it was visual art. Uh, still is uh, uh, to a large degree. But it was forming this habit of showing up, choosing myself, giving myself permission. And so out of that journey, which this, the time of this recording, this April will be 11 years, that wow. every single day I've shown up and created something. Um, in the beginning, it was 15 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever I could steal or manage because I was coming out of depression. But through this journey, I, I not only honed a skill and created some work, found a, a voice and a style and all those things, a lot of self-discovery, I also figured out that there was a process that was happening and realized quickly this wasn't just for me, but this was for other creators. Like anybody who's creating anything could apply this process and it can help them show up consistently because it's in the consistency that you actually do the work Mm. and you actually start to iterate and figure out, okay, this is a bridge to something else. Um, And if you just do things in fits and spurts, you never get to the deeper level of creating. And so it was important for me to figure out what those steps were of the process, but then also to say, I want to design resources for people, Mm. put something in people's hands that's practical, not just inspiring and not just saying, hey, here's my story and maybe you were late, maybe you don't, but giving somebody some uh, resource that says, here's here's basically a list of questions and for you to set intentions. So each day, you know, it's a 90 day journey and each day starts with a quote, a creative quote for some inspiration. And then, you know, it's designed for maybe five minutes in the morning, you get up and you set intention of like, what is it that you're going to create today? And where are you going to put it on your calendar? And those kind of questions that help you get really specific about what that's going to look like today, as opposed to, well, I'm just going to do something today because we know if we just try and go with the flow, the flow will lead us where we never intended to be. So that's the morning. And then the evening is kind of wrap up questions of reflect on your day. Again, five minutes, just saying, did I show up and do the things I said I was going to, how am I going to celebrate? If I didn't do what I said I was going to do, how can I make sure that tomorrow I just show up fresh without a sense of guilt or, Mm. you know, beating myself up that I missed a day or something like that. So it's, it's a, um, it's a system to help you choose yourself to show up to create. And again, this could be a book, this could be podcast, this could be artwork, it could be music. I mean, it doesn't matter what the specific thing is that you're creating. You bring that to the process. It's not the same, it's not the same thing every day. Correct. Today it could be a podcast. Tomorrow it could be a... Yeah. That's actually something that you've, you and I talked about, I think on one of our mastermind calls about like, hey man, I'm, you know... You're like, I'm kind of, we're going to, I'm trying to reinvent this because you've, you know, you always have that, you have this amazing giant image and we'll put it in the show notes of all this art that you've created. But it's like, man, yes. And I also create these other things. Right. And, you know, and one of the things you're creating right now is community because, mm-hmm. you know, you're a part of our community. You've been a part of the thing community. And I'll ask you more about that, that later. But I want to hear about the, the daily creative habit community that also mm-hmm. is a newsletter. Yes. It's kind of an extension of your Creative Chats podcast, mm-hmm. available everywhere podcasts are sold. <laughs> um, but let tell us about you know the, the community, the newsletter, just how how you're trying to you know create kind of this atmosphere that people that people can live, even if they may not call themselves a creative. Because that's we, we put that label on us. It's like no, you, you, you're, you're creating something. Yeah, you're 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 you're, you're creating good. You're creating tension. Mm-hmm. You're creating maybe friction mm-hmm. or, or, you know, maybe you're, you're, you're creating a vacuum cause you're not mm-hmm. creating. Yeah. I do think that everybody is creative. I say that a lot. Um, actually any opportunity I get to, because 
people tend to think, well, I'm not creative because I can't draw, I can't paint, I don't play an instrument. You know, the obvious um, either fine arts or performing arts, that's how they categorize things. And I'm like, no, creativity is so much more than that. The way that I've been talking about it lately is really like the way that you see and then what you do as a result of that. And so that could be pushed out into anything, really, uh, any part of life, whether it's personal, business, um, that can show up in a myriad of ways. So as far as the community piece, I knew that... You know, for a lot of the experience, creating is a solitary thing because mm. we're in our minds, we're thinking of something, and then typically we're trying to execute something. And unless there's some kind of collaborative element to the project, by and large, we're by ourselves doing that too. So the whole thing is, is very isolating. And then I think what happens is we have this tendency to think, well, I need to do this in my cave. And then I come out with my thing and I hold it up and the light comes down from heaven and it's like, ah, I've, I've made my masterpiece. I've done my thing. Here it is, you know, as opposed to trying to invite other people into the process, yep. invite other people to poke holes and ask questions. Mm -hmm. um, even as you're creating, I know it feels messy and vulnerable, but I think there's something that needs to happen in our process where we have that, because if not, we can find ourselves creating things that people don't even want, you know? So um, it's, uh, it's important to have community, you know, even for encouragement and for the sense of like, you know, we're, we're part of something larger than ourselves. Um, and daily creative habit community looks like, uh, inviting people into right now, there's a Facebook group that you mentioned, the free Facebook group that people can come and just be a part of like-minded people who are saying, you know what, maybe I'm struggling with, uh, making time or, or what a lot of people say, finding time. Um, for creating, or maybe it's a certain creative act that they're trying to get better at. Um, there's something about the process that trying to engage with getting around people and just having the conversation, sharing everybody's insights on these things. It's, it's even though I'm the group leader and it's like quote my group, uh, I'm really trying to just lead this so that people can come in and talk about their experiences. And there's kind of a group benefit yeah, to people sure. sharing things. So th that's one thing. And then, then there's the, the newsletter, which is a free newsletter that goes out twice a week right now and it basically is filled with specific daily prompts so if somebody wants something they want to go they say i want to create but i don't really know what to do i need a starting point i give them a starting point and i say even if this seems like it has nothing to do with you know if you're a writer and i say today draw something draw your lunch or whatever and they're like i don't i'm not an artist like that i say don't let that get in the way just engage with the process it's not about what it is that you're creating it's really more about the process that you're engaging with uh, there's some resources I'm, I'm partnering with companies that provide either products or services that help creators or creative people. It's awesome. And um, there's there's just opportunity for uh, me to also share parts of my journey and give some encouragement and some context of, you know what, here's here's been my story and maybe yeah. you resonate with this too. So funny thing just happened. Yeah. I just looked out on my phone. I had a message or notification and I was like, oh, I'm gonna live in a room, I'm not gonna click, I clicked, I clicked it. Because there's a lot going on here. Sure. I thought maybe maybe someone like got locked out of the room and I needed to text the front desk. It was our friend Jennifer. Mm. And Jennifer is a part of your community and you plugged her into coming to the thing. Because mm -hmm. um, you said, hey, you need you need more community. You need to be around more people. And Jennifer just texted me. And I'm just going to read it. I'm, I, we won't share her last name, but sure. I want you to be a part of this. Yeah. And I want you to know what your work is doing because mm -hmm. you're definitely a big part of this. Today is the day I finally finished my first book. Mm-hmm. It may or may not be good, but it is finished. I'm a bit overwhelmed, but I just wanted you to know that to be thank you and thank you for being supportive. Mm. That's what community is. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. Like I watch like like am I gonna make Mike Brennan Pride cry on the podcast? <laughs> is that what's about to happen? But dude, the work we do really matters. Like yeah. that's a testament to the getting up, to the doing the work, to mm -hmm. the creating the space to even inviting her to be a part of my community mm -hmm. to come to the thing. Yeah. Um, she came to the thing in 2021, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, literally found home there mm -hmm. and found people that encouraged her and you're, she's constantly encouraged in your community. Absolutely. And, um, man, how cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. It's seeing work that you do that's not tied to like me being a visual artist too it's different when I create a piece of art that someone can say oh wow I really like that it looks pleasing maybe I want to hang that in my home or buy that because something about that resonates versus I'm sharing my life and my process and 
what creativity looks like for me, but I'm trying to help you contextualize it for your journey because I want to see you create something. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, that, um, I've been really centering around is thinking, you know, when you create, we all win. Yes. And it's getting more and more people to get that, uh, permission that they may feel like they need for themselves to show up, to say, I want to do that thing. I want to create that thing, that book, that course, that piece of art, that music, whatever it is that, that is part of me, I need to create it and put it out there because it's not simply just for us as people who create the thing, right. but it's for the people around us. It's the ripple effect. And to know that you can actually influence or, or encourage or inspire somebody because you've chosen yourself and now you're asking them to do the same thing and then they start to do it, that's huge. That's the ripple effect, you know? And it keeps going beyond yes, that. Yes, absolutely. Like, shoot, I don't know what I, I, I legitimately don't know what our book's about. Yeah, right. I don't know if you do. No, nope. right. But that's not the point. Right. The point is, is that that the space was created for her to feel like that was the thing she could do. Yes. And if she would have needed our help, she would have reached out. Mm-hmm. She would have asked. Yeah. But she didn't. So we we still get to celebrate that, and we still get to celebrate whatever happens because of her book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when I wrote Making Elephants Fly and the first person I sent it to, one of the first people that bought it and I sent it to, and they said, I'm going to change my life and my directed my direction because of this. I was like, wow, that was worth writing the book. Mm-hmm. I made a difference in the life of one person. Yeah. And I think as, as, as a creator and some, some of you are going, man, that doesn't make very much business sense. But I think that's where you get to define what success is and what really matters Mm -hmm. and what what it looks like for you to do work that matters. Mm -hmm. And when you get to say, man, this was an amazing thing that I got that I didn't even know was happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, people tell me they're writing books all the time. Right. And so you kind of don't even. Like sure you are. <laughs> you <know? laughs> it's been twenty years in the making. Me you know, too. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, I know. Yeah, you know. And once you once you do one, it's like you know, then then you're you're always writing a book. There's right. always. Um, and you know that's a good point. Of even sometimes that first thing isn't necessarily really about is this going to be the book that changes it all or is it going to be perfect or whatever. It's sometimes it's just about the person realizing, oh, I can do this. And I've actually committed to the process. I've created the thing and I've shipped it. Now it's out there. And that sense of, wow, I can do this. And so when I go to do something else next time, I have that experience to build on top of. Yeah. And so sometimes that's actually the thing that's quote the success of that first thing that you create. Um, more than a, is it you know, something that's going to be a bestseller or, or, you know, really make a big splash. Yeah. Know? And I think, I think as a creative, as much as the celebration is important, I think you need to celeb- separate yourself a little bit from the metrics of it all. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you know, we hear all the time someone is like a, you know, I love our, our buddy Vincent, who's like, I'm a non bestselling artist. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because yeah. it's like, sure, everybody is. You're, mm-hmm. you're the best-selling book in under, underwater Jamaican basket weaving. Congratulations. <laughs> you know, like, and you see people in categories like, like, that's not what your book is about. But you're number one in that category because you know why? No one else is in that category. But right. you could say, you're an Amazon bestseller. Congratulations. Yes. And if you get all caught up in that, I mean, my experience in the music business with charts and sales figures, and it's like, if that's the metrics that you're living by, Life's going to be pretty miserable for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to have a bigger mission at hand of why you create and what you create and when you create. Yeah. Or your life is just, you're going to be, your happiness is going to be dictated by other people's opinions mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. And that's a terrible place to dwell. Yes. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, I resonate with that, not so much from the standpoint of the things I'm creating now, but even earlier on in my creative journey, going to art school, going into the field advertising and graphic design and being in the industry where I'm part of a creative team and there are clients and budgets and you know it's corporate world, right? Yeah. But there was a sense for me that I didn't have ownership and agency over my own creativity. Like I would enjoy the process and I would engage. Basically I was looking for someone to tell me what to do because so often you're given the creative brief, you're given the expectation. You have the people who are the higher ups who are dictating some things. And if you stay in that place of simply tell me what to do, I'll execute and I'll execute well, I'll work hard, but you don't really learn how to tap into 
who am I and what do I have to contribute? Um, you're, you're going to limit yourself to your skill set. Yeah. And we've seen what happens to skill set, especially with AI right now. Everybody's freaking out about all the different things. And there's there's so much more. There's a deeper level of like your thinking, your concepts, your who you are and how you bring that to how you create when you marry that to your skill set. You know what's interesting is we live in a world where everything is dead. Ah, hmm. oh, social media blog posts, those are dead. Blogs are dead. You know, Photoshop is dead. Um, you know, Google Plus is dead. Well, that, that's actually dead, <laughs> right? But most of the time, it's it's only different. Mm-hmm. Uh, TikTok is well, no, TikTok is not dead. There's a 16 year old girl in Taipei right now that's making a hundred thousand dollars a month dancing on TikTok when you're whining about your life, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and. I don't know why I picked Taipei. I just thought of the most random place. Uh, but, you know, creativity is one of those things, and, and, and the metrics are one of those things that you can get so distracted by the things that matter. And so many people, you know, as, as we were talking about your brand and your business, it's kind of like, you know, you know, Mike, you work with a lot of cubicle creatives. Mm-hmm. You know, people who sit in, 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 in little little booths where they're trading their time for dollars and they're told to be creative. Mm -hmm. It always amazes me when leaders are like, I really got to have my creative team in the office. I'm like, really? That's, that's where you want because creativity. Sure. It's a practice, but it often shows up at the weirdest times. Totally. You know, like you want me creating, you want me writing, you want me, fixing stuff in your business that requires a creative muscle when I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I rarely do podcast interviews. We're actually doing a pre-noon podcast interview just because we both happen to get up and have breakfast and caffeinate early and we want to go sit by the pool this afternoon. Right? But normally I know that's not a great time for me to do it. And so, you know, I think it's super interesting that we so often, especially in the creative world, you know, the the creative class or whatever, you know, they have all these weird names, how they, they get pigeonholed into trying to have output mm-hmm. and when they're not optimized. Yeah. You know, yeah. cause honestly, if you wanted a creative to really work well, get them a lake, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, get them a picnic table at a lake right. and a giant 21 inch iMac. Yeah. You know what I mean? Pro, you know, is that even a thing? Do they make an iMac pro? I feel like, I, so. I feel like they're all like, yeah. I feel like the, the the computers we have now are just insane anyways. But, you know, if you don't try to, like, get a photographer to take pictures in a studio, give them give them the views we've had all week yeah. and see what they do. Yeah, it's it's giving some creativity to, and, and freedom form, right? Yes. Because the, the problem is I think creativity is scary. It's seen as dangerous a lot of times because especially those who feel like they need to have more control or metrics around something – Creativity a lot of times is hard to measure. Yes. And it can go in places that you don't plan it to go. And it can ask more questions than it has answers for a lot of times. And so that can be seen as a threat. But I think when you lean into that and you engage with that process, and of course there should be some parameters set up, but um, you know, you do those things in such a way that it helps really get to the the process. Um, and you know, as far as the the I've talked to a lot of creative people who are um, in cubicles, who are creative in their day jobs. You know, they they went to school, they they love the skill set that they have, this talent that they have, and they thought, my dream is to earn a living from that creativity. And they really didn't define it anything beyond that, other than to think, well, if I can get a job at X company and make a good living using my creativity and my creative skills, then that will be the great life. And a lot of times what happens is people find themselves in that place and then they're frustrated because they're creating all day long and it's for everybody else. There's no place in their lives where they're actually stopping and saying, 
I need to create some things because I want to express something or I want to play with something. I want to break something. There's no room for that in the creative brief or the client work that happens. And, you know, rightfully so, right? Because I was that guy who I thought to myself, you know, there's more that I have under the hood here. There's more I want to give and do, but I feel like I don't have the forum. I feel like I don't have an, a, a place to, to play or to, to give my voice to those things. And it was frustrating. And so what happened was I would create all day long for everybody else. I would come home. I would have this, this kind of pang to think there's got to be more. There's something else I want to do, but I don't have the energy. I don't have the effort to do this anymore because I've been creating all day long. And it's this cycle that creative people can find themselves in who are in creative day jobs, who are in those cubicles that they're creating all day long for everybody else. They never get to that point where they're finding out what their opinion is, what it is that they want to have their fingerprints on. And they think, well, I can't do it because I have nothing left to give. And I get into conversations where I say, you know, it's not necessarily like, okay, leave the corporate world, leave the cubicle completely mm -hmm. and go and do your own thing and be the entrepreneur and, and wild haired, you know, artist, whatever. It, it doesn't have to be an either or. It can be a both end. And as a matter of fact, I, that's one of the reasons why I talk so much about having passion projects because that's a project that you give yourself where you're the client, you're the budget, you're the committee, you're the one who's creating the creative brief and the parameters. And then you go, what do I want to do? Let me play. Let me figure some things out. Let me create something that's outside the realm of what I'm actually getting paid for in my day job. And that stuff can actually bleed back over to the things that you're doing in the other areas of your life. So important that we have those things. And so it's it's the the you know cubicle creative, and I'm challenging them to to rise above the walls, rise above the walls of the cubicle because it's there that we start to see more possibilities mm -hmm. and start to experience those possibilities, which then brings more just vigor and inspiration. And I think what totally brings validity to you is, you know, you've created the Jamaica Mastermind logo. You helped create the, we, we kind of tag teamed on the uh, Mastermind, new Mastermind to see logo. I was like, let's combine this thing that I like and this thing that you did and kind of bring this over from the Jamaica. Let's recreate this wave in a little different way. And we kind of collaborated on that. But, you know, what a lot of people don't know is like, your side hustle is still design work. Mm -hmm. And like, so you're not just like, you actually are practicing what you preach. Yes. And you know, I think that's a, I don't think you tell that story to enough people so they know that like, you know, man, this is really, you know, a lot of this, this, the daily creative habit was really born out of you doing that. Yes. Was born out of you creating and going, oh, how can I create something that would allow people to experience what I've experienced? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think, you know, I think creativity is generous. Mm-hmm. It's it's because you're especially when you're able to invite other people into the process, yeah. And that's what you've done, dude. You 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 do that all the time, and I think I'm, pr I'm proud of you. It's fun to watch you grow and show up in a bigger way, and actually see, you know, see these things actually come to fruition, and to see you know you actually accomplish these goals that, you know, a lot of people talk about doing these things, and you actually do them. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll have a, we'll have something that'll come up on a mastermind call and like a lot of average people will just do it next week. And you've done it before lunch the next day. Mm -hmm. And some of that might be your process because you have like the you get up and you journal through it and you go, OK, I bought the domain. You know, we had an idea yesterday and you're like, oh, yeah, I bought that domain. Yeah. Um, well, and I've learned that if you don't set yourself up to take action and create a bias towards action. Yes. There will always be a bias towards, let me do it later, procrastination. And my daily creative habit taught me that I show up, I do something today, I lean into that process and it's acting. And then at the end of the day, I close the book or I close the thing and then tomorrow it's a new day, it's a fresh start. Mm. And so this constant thinking, every day is some creating something new, it, it helps you with that action bias um, because it's always taking that action it's always taking steps and i truly believe the thing that is standing in between everyone's success and their failure is a bias for action mm -hmm. i can look at my friends that take action and they're the ones that you start to tell stories of like jennifer shared her story like yeah she did it you know whereas we have other friends that's like well they've been doing that for a while mm -hmm. and you know the creative processes, um, I always say that uh, 
there are some ideas that we chase, but the best ideas chase us. Yeah. And, you know, that gets messy. You know, it's, um, and you're talking about this earlier. One of my favorite commercials of all time, I don't even know if I've showed it to you. It was probably the thing before you attended that I did it. Um, but GE had this commercial called Ideas Are Scary. And they went and um, hired the Jim Henson company. And they made this Muppet. And the Muppet at the beginning of it starts off as this dirty, almost like raggedy, homeless looking. The It's like hair and feathers. Like, like it's, it was all matted. It was like almost brown. And like the commercial ends with that, 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 that dirty, dingy Muppet full of color, full of life on stage in a sold out theater, you know, because ideas when they're nurtured, they blossom, they grow, they bloom, um, they be, they become something beautiful, but it's a process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those, when we have ideas, um, if you're, and if you, if you're listening today and you're like, man, I don't know that I have a lot of ideas that scare me, dream a little bigger. You know, I love Deion Sanders said if the, you know, if the, if your dream isn't bigger than you, you've got a problem with your dream. I love me some Deion Sanders, <laughs> Coach Prime in the house. But I love that idea that, that that our ideas and our dreams should make us feel like, oof, I'm gonna have to buy some like, I'm gonna have to get a new backpack for that. I'm gonna have to like get new shoes. Like I've mm-hmm. gotta step into that. I'm not ready for that now. And I love that. I love things that like, this was something that we did. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, we're in another country you know, experiencing it. I talked you guys all into coming and you all said yes. And and I think the payoff was huge for everybody because mm-hmm. we, we, we stepped into something scary and something unknown. I mean, half of you when you got here didn't even know the name of the resort. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because there's been trust in a community and in relationship mm-hmm. and around tables. Why don't you share a little bit, dude, just what being a part of like the thing community and you're part of my mastermind group and, you know, we're, we're also legitimately friends. You've been to my house. Um, you know, my mother-in-law even jumps. Oh, yeah, Mike, he's here again. How's that, Mike? Is Mike there? You know, and people people who want to stay in our guest room are like, I bet Mike's there, isn't he? <laughs> if Mike's not there, Ian's there, you know? And so, yeah. like, tell us a little bit about what, you know, about what that process has meant for you and mm-hmm. yeah. um, how it's helped you as a creative. Yeah, well, for me personally, connection is huge and that's so tied to my creating because even when I create something I feel like it's not done until it's there's a connection point mm. and so community and, and relationships it's it's just part of my core values yeah and so to have a place where you could come in and you know there are conferences and events all over the place yeah for and sure if you don't have to attend many to realize not all of those are created equally um, and a lot of times there's high information but low community or there's a lot a sense of competition or positioning um, things that don't really foster connections on a deeper level mm-hmm. and I think one of the things that's that's your um, just superpower Terry is the the ability to create that community in a room and to lead by example to be someone who is accessible and just talks real and sets the tone and the pace for that. And so to be able to be in a room and go, okay, it's not only okay for me to share and be real with where I am in my journey and process, but it's it's needed and necessary to do that. Because if you're going to be in the room and be a part of that crew, at least to the deeper level, that's what everybody does. We get involved in each other's lives and businesses, not to be nosy and not to be, you know, um, just giving opinions, but really we genuinely care. Exactly. Exactly. And I know like there are conversations that happened this week in this room that are going to continue after we get home from this trip. And on other calls for the mastermind, we're going to check in and say, hey, we were talking about that thing. Did you did you do anything? Did you follow up on that? Are you stuck someplace? Um, Do you need another set of eyes or ears on this to help you through the next part, the next step of that? Um, Because we're all rooting each other on. And I also love the fact that 
you know, it, it was very clear and, and I led an exercise that was about creating lists and coming up with ideas. And just the, even in the process of doing that, as I'm getting feedback from everyone who's in the room, it's telling you a lot about where people are coming from, how they're wired, um, whether someone is, um, you know, more organized or disorganized, you know, someone who's, who's a little more analytical, um, someone who has a different set of lenses because their experiences, um, all those things start to, to show themselves even in the way that people are answering it. And it's so important to be in a room that, like that because there's diversity. Um, and I'm not just talking like, you know, in terms of ethnicity, I'm talking in terms of even just how we're wired as people. Yes. I need someone who is more analytical around me because I'm not that way. Yeah. That's sure. not my bias. My bias is more towards freedom and creativity and just thinking like dreaming and all those things. You're a, you're a kite in the wind, dude. Yeah. And so I need somebody to be like, all right, let's someone's talk. Got, someone's got to be there to hold the rope. Yes. Because if not, you're going to blow away. Exactly. Or potentially, if you've ever been to the shore, that kid that's flying the kite and it impales someone. Right. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. Like, and that's And that's what, you know... That's what better together means. Yeah. That's what go far together means. That's what, you know, that's what, that's what these spaces do. If, if you lean into them. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and it's really easy just to say community is such a buzzword and it kind of makes me cringe now. Cause it's like, no, no dude, this is something we've been serious about. You know, you know, there's somebody here this week, you know, he's been a part of my part of a, a community that I've led for 10 years. That's a long time for somebody to pay attention yeah. to something anyone does. And we're so like, everything is so quick and so instant and so drive by comment and, you know, text and short. Yep. Nope. Okay. You know, when you find people that are willing to, to, and if you're not, if you're listening today and you're like, man, I'm not experiencing that kind of success in my business. I'm not finding those relationships. I beg you, please come to the thing. Mm hmm. Please get plugged in. We have two events this year, one in one in Nashville in June um, and one in Orlando in November. Go to the thing.live, join us, use the code podcast. We would love to have you there um, because, you know, you, 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 you can look at the I, I've seen this quote. Our friend Kathy Heller, who's been on this podcast, you know, said, you know, everybody looks at the cost of going to a conference or going to an event or the cost of hiring a coach, the cost of joining a community. But no one considers the cost of what it would be like if you were the same person a year from now. Yes. And, dude, you have leaned so hard into that. Um, you attended the first thing, and you said, dude, I'd love to speak at the next one. And I'm like, man, I, I don't know. You were kind of the quiet weirdo that sat in the background, <laughs> right? Drawing, yes. Drawing. You know, you, know you, you, you wore your introvert hat that even though you're kind of an extrovert most of the time. Half and half, yeah. Yeah, you and I are both very similar in that, that I'm like, I, I can be, I'm an on-demand extrovert. But when I unplug and recharge, I kind of want to go, I want to sit in the corner of a, a Starbucks for a little while and have a cup of coffee. And then in a minute, I'd love to go talk to some random weirdo about whatever they're drawing <laughs> or doing or creating. Because that's, that's part of what gets my creative mm -hmm. muscle you know, most of the time when I create, I don't create in my home office. I go and like, if I'm writing, especially, mm -hmm. I want the stimulation of like the goofy playlist of Panera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I want the, oh, I know that guy. He coaches baseball across, I've known him, you know, it's my friend Andy. He's here all the time. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to have those almost intentional squirrels mm -hmm. that are intentionally placed because I can chase that and actually gain something from it. Um, but you spoke at the first thing I do just for the development. And now, dude, it's not even like a, I'm not even sure if we've officially talked about you speaking in November, October, but you know, you are right. You just got to have to come up with something. Like, what am I going to come <laughs> up with new now? Yes. Because it, it's, it's become kind of a no brainer. Yeah. Because part of what having a community is, is letting other people own it. Mm -hmm. And I've said to you, dude, I want the daily creative habit to be a part of the thing community i want your people to feel welcome i want you to bring we actually had you lead every day at the thing in november mm -hmm. through helping people create that habit yes um and you know that's been something that's been part of your intentional growth is just how you've shown up mm -hmm. absolutely and how you've you know you've become twice the, the communicator on the stage 
And if you're listening to the show and you're like, man, I'd love to have someone talk about creativity to my company or my business. Yes. Mike and I have some stuff we've got going on. But if, if not, and, and we'll be announcing some fun things in the near future. But if you're just looking for a dude to come and like who can maybe sketch and draw and add another layer, you you sketch, you yep. do live sketching. And if you've seen the weird little live sketches, I'm sure you'll see some in the next couple of weeks that came out of this week. Some palm trees and some toes and some sands. Um, and... Uh, but yeah, man, you should you should consider having Mike come and be a part of your live event if you've got an event going on because um, he is he's a crowd favorite. You know, your talk this last year was about embracing play, and you mm-hmm. you you called me and was like, "Hey, dude, do you mind?" You know, the conversation literally just like <laughs> started with, "Do you mind? Do you mind if I throw toilet paper rolls of toilet paper?" And and, he, and here's what's cool about Mike is he knew my response was going to be what. Well, which was which was gonna be, dude? <laughs> we are not dealing with that. He said, "No, no, I'll make sure it gets cleaned up. I'll buy trash bags too, mm-hmm. and protect the sound equipment." <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, yeah, because we we own our own mm-hmm. sound equipment for the thing. Because if not, it's a jillion and a half dollars yes. to hire a sound company. So we've just bought all of our own. Yeah, um, well, which is it, which is actually something you and I both do mm-hmm. is we learn to control the variables. Yes, and I think that's one of the things that makes us the leaders that we are is we've learned the art of like, okay, I know that, that if this goes wrong, it's going to ruin me. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to set me off and I'm not gonna be able to perform right. and create and do yeah. the things that I'm there to do. Yeah. So I've gotta be aware of that. Well, and I think some of that has come out of, at least for me, working with creative briefs and constraints where people are giving certain parameters and I'm like, okay, but I got a really great idea and I really believe in this idea and I want to have it see the light of day. So I need to address the other concerns and not be like some flighty creative who's just like, this is a great idea. And it's all about the idea. Um, but realizing like there are things that we need to take into consideration and presenting that as well. Um, but one of the things, you know, you said about just leaning into this whole process, even with speaking this, you give opportunity not just simply, hey, come be a part, learn and be a part of the conversations off stage, but where you believe in somebody, you give them opportunity to step on stage and to grow into those things, to make some mistakes and to have these moments where you're like, okay, well, I would have done this differently. So over the years, to be able to to have those opportunities to assess that, to get some feedback, and then also even more recently to go, okay, my background is visual art, you know, graphic design, illustration, that's been my world, it continues to be a large part of my world, but the creativity is so much bigger than that. And so conversations of going, when you're speaking, when you're presenting these these ideas, how can we talk about it in a more broad context so that people who go, I can't draw a stick figure, I don't care about art, I don't care about any visual stuff, I'm doing something that is, is, is so far away from that, this must not be for me. So instead to say, can we talk about creativity in such a way that invites everybody in, finds the common thread, and then present it with some very practical steps that anybody can get and engage with and then contextualize it to wherever they are. Yeah. And dude, you've done that. I mean, you've created a custom talk every time pretty much. The first couple of times are like, okay, these are my, you know, the first one was like, okay, here's my, here's my, here's my three-step process. And then I said, hey, dude, break that down and share it again because people have forgot it. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that we forget. Like, oh, man, people have heard this. They've get, you know, they've heard it, but they forgot it. Yeah, we're too close to our own stories and our own abilities a lot of times. And even even what I did this this week, right, in presenting this process that I have for generating ideas and concepts and this, you know, list building and cross-referencing. For me, that's... You, t- you, you started that process almost with like, I'm going to share this with you, but it's probably not going to be really that helpful. <laughs> like well, I, you almost I, I, downplayed it because... Well, I said you, it was something that, that I learned in art school and it's something that honestly is so close to me that I don't really think about it anymore. Yes. And so for me, I had to bring it out into the light and say, I think there is value here. I'm not entirely sure because I know there's value for me, but yeah. will other people resonate with this? I'm so close to it that I'm not sure. But this was a safe environment for me to be able to pull that out and say, here's my process let's talk about this, let's engage with this. And then other people started lighting up and I'm like, okay, yes, there is something here for other people and other contexts. Yes, and, and, and I think what we, what we all have to remember is is what, what you could do in your sleep is keeping someone else up at night. Yeah. You know, like that for you, was that was a muscle that you've exercised. It's an exercise you do that it doesn't even involve paper anymore. Right. You can do it in the chalkboard in your head. Mm-hmm. I wish we could see a picture of that. It's, it, it's going to have a lot of like, 
it like someone needs to go through and wash that thing off now probably at this point right like you know it's like you can see it's like a a, a middle school chalkboard that's uh-huh. like a, a, it's taken a lot of abuse i'm sure right but but yeah and once once another people like oh man i could they were able to own your process yes yes and that's also a generous thing to do right because mm-hmm. it's like oh i can do that in the workshop but here's how i would do it and my wife leslie was like oh man i see how i could do this with my team at work right and how I could turn it and tweak it. And that's when creativity really wins, mm-hmm. is when you're able to unleash it in such a way that other people, you know, a year from now, they won't even probably remember they got it from you. Right. Because the process will be different and they made it their own. And that's amazing. Yes. That's yeah. the goal. That's the goal. And that's why you have to learn to celebrate the moments that happen. Mm-hmm. Because a year from now, they probably aren't going to give you credit for it. <laughs> right? I know I always do when I hear something, if I use a quote, you know, that's another quote that's uh, what's 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 impossible for others is it, what's magic for others yes. is easy for you. Mm-hmm. That Brian Dixon said, I don't even know if Brian Dixon originally said it, but I heard him say it. So I'm going to give him the credit. Right. But but, you know, the things that the things that are just natural to us are are so helpful because they, they're 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 our genius. Mm-hmm. They're the thing that we unleash and we sit down and. You know, the, the the things like like Karen Anderson told me that, hey, every time you start to write a book page, write to someone like that changed my world. It was like, I don't even know what else she said in the her next 35 minutes. Who cares? Because that one thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also sort of part of creativity is knowing how to own it mm-hmm. and knowing how to take the thing that's for you and leave the things that aren't. Yes. You know, it's like you're one of the pickiest theaters I know, <laughs> but you do that with your creativity in a good way. Mm-hmm. Right now we're working on like this week, you've even tried some new things mm-hmm. and you've liked some of them and you haven't. Mm-hmm. And, and that's sort of also a muscle that community helps you exercise. You know, we, we call you the nugget King, you know, <laughs> and because you love, you love chicken nuggies. Right. And so, and everyone in our community rags you like, there's always someone talking about a gag around it, people, mm-hmm. all the time. It's become a joke. It's obnoxious, and it's my fault. I'm sorry. And now I'm going to get, like, people mailing me chicken nuggets. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Just make sure they're frozen and I can actually yeah. use them. <laughs> Send Mike a chicken nugget bobblehead, if you would. Uh, dude, at some point, you'll probably do a kid's book about, you know, nuggets that talk to. Maybe. You know. The, well, we've, we've talked about, you know, the creative nuggets. Uh, right? Yeah. Creative so, nuggets, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Every, dude, like the things that are weird about you, lean into, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I, you know, we're going around the, we're going. This is a, you know, a four star luxury resort, and they're like dietary issues. As I've, I've got, I've got, a, I've got a mostly vegetarian, a gluten and dairy free allergy person, and one that eats like an eight year old. <laughs> so as long as you have some kid cereal and some like, and he's Italianish, yes. So like, get us some pasta. <laughs> And uh, a burger and some fries and like some mashed potatoes and a steak and he'll be good. Mm-hmm. And you know, and also I think it's learning, learn community is being able to learn. When people actually know that about you, mm-hmm. and they've gotten to know you well enough that they actually are paying attention to the little details that really don't matter that much, but they matter to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that says a lot about our community and the environment that you know, you know, like I. People like you've created, I'm like, okay, sure. But really all I did is I just invited people to a table. And there's been a few people that I've uninvited from that table, right? I've tried to curate the table, especially on experiences like this. Like, you know, there's some people that I probably, if I would have invited, they probably would have come. Or if I would have pushed them to come, they would have come. But I didn't because I knew it wasn't a good fit for them. I knew they weren't ready to lean into they didn't, need to, they didn't need to go to a foreign country in the middle of the Caribbean to find out they were stuck. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted, I wanted this to be a week that people would look back at the end of and go, man, that was a moment in time mm-hmm. that something unlocked and something shifted. You know, we even had our, our youth camp campfire <laughs> yes. last night, you know, kind of around that. And it's like, you know, I want this to be a, a watershed moment for you. And, um, and I would challenge those listening to the show today to, to, to find those. If it's not the thing, if it's not the mastermind at sea, if it's not a daily creative habit, find somewhere you can plug in mm-hmm. and, and be known. 
yeah and be seen and be ch- also be challenged and be encouraged and not allowed to stay the same mm-hmm. well dude we can't ask you the normal questions that we ask at the end of you've you've told us what your feather is mm-hmm. it's like your feather's a lightning bolt now according to the daily, your daily creative <laughs> habit logo i literally brought my shirt over here to the room we're recording and i almost wore it and then i saw mike was gonna wear it i was like we're not matchy matching it <laughs> we're, we're not doing that today um we did matching shirts yesterday mm-hmm. I, I refuse to do that more than one day a week um but dude why don't you tell us why don't you speak to the person that's listening that's not plugged in that needs to be what what would what would you what would you tell them kind of in closing today hmm. i would say it's vital that you belong and first and foremost learn how to belong to yourself know yourself be a student of yourself understand what you respond to where you're at what you need um work on your self-awareness so that you can articulate those things and then get in a community where you can help those things flourish because people will see things that you can't see for sure and people will push you in ways that you need to be pushed that wouldn't happen outside that context and it's so easy to just stay where you are to stay comfortable because there is nobody pushing you because there is no urgency Mm. other than perhaps a sense of either frustration or a sadness or a longing that you deaden every so often and it bubbles to the surface and then you kind of push it back down again Mm. um listen to that lean into that and be part of something that's bigger than yourself Mm. because then everybody wins seriously yeah yeah don't don't sit on the sidelines we need you in the game yeah and the best way to get in the game is to join a community and to come hang out with us in June or November at the, the thing Nashville or Orlando or maybe come on a cruise with us next year at the Mastermind at Sea you can find Mike at MikeBrennan.me <laughs> you can sign up for his daily creative habit newsletter at just at dailycreativehabit.com yes dot com <laughs> well thank you guys for listening uh, to the show today live from Jamaica we don't get to do that very often the last time Mike and I did a podcast it was crammed in my little home studio <laughs> sitting in each other's laps practically so we have a little <laughs> more space we have a large conference room that we're in this time but uh, we'll see you next time on the Making Elephants Fly podcast thanks for listening today I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe leave a rating and a review. It really helps this podcast be seen and heard by others.